So, so game three is in the books. We lost to Denver. Um, it wasn't a really a huge surprise. Um, I would have I would have loved for us to take that game, um, but I wasn't really surprised that we didn't. That's okay. What does it mean? It doesn't it doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, it doesn't mean really much of anything other than the thing that it really means to me is that that's one less game against Oklahoma City that we're going to have to play without Ron Ron. So that's pretty much what I take out of the game. Um, basically it was just, I feel, I feel like it was, it was attitude. The attitude of, I, I say the team, but it wasn't really the team, I don't think, um, it was more just specific people, and when I say specific people, I really mean Andrew. I I, I was thinking about this earlier. I kind of feel a, a little bad because I feel like I'm maybe kind of like bashing Andrew every podcast, and and I don't I don't mean to. Um, I mean I like Andrew. I think he's a fabulous player. He's just he's so inconsistent that it, it as a fan it you know it, it drives you up the wall. You know, you because you see what he's capable of, and and then you see this. You know, and I and I knew this was gonna start happening. I knew it was gonna happen in the playoffs, even though he had two great games, games one and two. But he's had great games before, and and then he turns, you know, he turns around and turns in a stinker, like like he just did. It had happened so many times before. I knew it was gonna happen again, and here we go. So, um. I, I don't. It's it's tough with Andrew. I mean, he's saying in his press conferences that he he wasn't prepared. He wasn't prepared for the game. Okay, I'm not sure what that means. You're not prepared for the game. I mean, how could you not be prepared for an NBA playoff game if you're a professional athlete? Okay, that's that sounds kind of kind of lame to me. I mean, everybody talks about the the altitude difference of playing in Denver and what it does to your lungs. Some people buy into that, some people don't. Um, I think it's true. I've, I've been to Denver. It, it, the air is different. Um, if you're not used to it, it definitely can catch you by surprise, especially if you're being physical, run out, running up and down a basketball court. You know, and I don't think Andrew was prepared for that. I mean, one, he was late for the game that day. You know, he, he obviously was dragging through the whole first half, I mean, zero points in the first half, zero points, really. I mean, it's ridiculous to me because either either one, he, you know, he he obviously he didn't come prepared. I mean, do you really think that he, if he if he forgot about the altitude, like he wasn't prepared for the altitude? I mean, dude, you've been in the in the league seven years now. Okay, it's not like you've never played in Denver before. It's not like you haven't had to deal with this before, so it, it's just that kind of that kind of attitude just scares the daylights out of me. 
you know, and I think most Laker fans because, you know, you see what he's capable of and, and then you, in, in both directions, you see he's capable of great, fabulous things that are going to get us over the hump and he's also capable of incredibly stupid things like not being ready for a playoff game. I mean, how, how can you possibly not be ready for a playoff game? You know, and I don't, I don't see, this used to drive me crazy. This is for years. This whole thing with the Lakers, there, there were so even in the, in the championship runs, you know, even going as far back to the three peat, and then then the back to back a couple of years back, it, it, it's the same thing. You know, they would they were so talented, and they would play the team would play so well, and then they would just take games off. And usually, it would happen when we were playing mediocre to bad teams. You know, they would say, "Oh, they played down to the competition," and this whole thing. And I, it just was so frustrating to me that they would do that. You know, I mean, just one, if you're you're a professional, you're supposed to bring it every single night. Yes, it's a long season. It's a very long season. Well, this year wasn't as long. But every other season, you know, it's a very long season. And is it hard to get up and bring your full energy and effort every time? Yes. Yes, it is incredibly hard to do that. But you know what? You're getting paid millions of dollars to do that. So quit your bitching and do it. That's that's kind of my take on it. I mean, you look at Kobe as, as the leader of the team, obviously always comes to play. You never have a problem with Kobe not being motivated or not bringing the energy to play a game. Sometimes his shots aren't falling, you know, but it's not because of effort or a lack of preparation, you know. So this thing, it's just, it's infuriating when it when it happens. And this year, it's it's worse because I'm not saying Andrew hasn't done this before this year, but this is the first year we've really been so dependent on him. Because in years past, Andrew would start, sure, but who would finish games? Lamar would finish the games. You know, Lamar would be in there playing the four, Palace would switch over to the five, and that would be the formula for finishing games. Andrew has not been a closer. He hasn't been a guy who has been on the floor at the end, much less taking shots at the end, until this year. This is the first time, because obviously we don't have Lamar. Andrew's stepping up. It's time for him to step up, so we depend on him more. Well, guess what? He's still just as... In uh, as I want to, I was gonna say insecure as a faux pas rather than playing saying inconsistent, but it actually kind of makes sense a little bit in my head. But it's just it's infuriating, and that's that's the only reason I think that we lost. I mean, we we got it was all happened in the first quarter. We got in, into a huge hole because I mean every single person in the world and their mother knew that Denver was going to come out and run, 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 run. That's their game plan. Run. You get the ball, run. Get a rebound, run. They make a basket, run. I mean, that's, that's it. That's what they're going to do. And how could you not be prepared for that? And, and guess what? That's exactly what they did. Every single time out when you had, the, you had the, the mic and the camera over in the Denver huddle, George Carl was just finding 10 different ways to say, run. <laughs> That's all it was. That's, that was their entire game plan. You know, rebound, run, run, run. And to, for us to not be prepared for that is, is just beyond, 
beyond me. You know, it, it, is it the end of the world? No. You know, is I just, it would have been nice if, if we could have turned that corner as a team and been ready for whatever it takes, whenever it takes, and get it and to get it done. But we just weren't there yet, and I think it's mostly because of because of Andrew. I mean, the bench came in. I mean, we were it was a twenty four point lead at one point, you know. And the first the first time we started chipping away at it, the first run, the first real run that the team took, a nine and zero run, happened with the bench players on the court. With Steve Blake, with Barnes, I mean, it, so that that was that was good. That was nice to see, you know. That was encouraging because you know everybody likes to say the media likes to harp on the fact that you know the Lakers have the worst bench in the league, and and the Lakers bench like we got outscored. I think at this game like thirty nine to five or some some something ridiculous like that. So it's easy to say, oh wow, man, Lakers bench really sucks. Well, you know what? Mike Brown is only playing three guys. He's shortened the rotation so much in the playoffs so that we never really have a true bench on the floor. I mean, you 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 were always going to have at least two starters playing with those bench guys, so it's not really a true bench, you know. And I, and I think it's probably a, it's a smart thing, you know, especially because we have so many days in between games to rest guys, so you can play guys more minutes in the playoffs, you know. But that's that's why, of course, our bench is the least you know, scoring bench in the league. There's only three of them, you know, who play. So if you're adding up the points of three guys against the points of, you know, nine guys, or, or obviously not not nine, but five, or however many Denver or anybody else is playing, it's it's going to be lopsided, okay? So stats are a little bit misleading in terms of, of the bench. Now, did Steve Blake play great? Not really. <laughs> you know, it was... Uh, Matt Barnes able to kind of make a shot? Not really. I mean, luckily Jordan Hill is still playing pretty consistent, and and he's playing good energy ball. So that's that's a good thing. So anyway, it's frustrating with with Andrew. I mean, the, the good thing about Andrew for this game was that he seemed to kind of get out of his funk in the second half. He played much better in the second half. And he kind of turned it on a little bit and and brought it, which was which was good. Yet he's the most passionate that he was in the entire game. The most excited was when he was having a screaming match at the at the ref because he wanted the goaltending call, and we had he had to be restrained by by Kobe and and somebody else. I forget what it was in the middle of the game. Restrained from going after the ref. Give me a break, okay? Get over it. Get over yourself. Quit. There was one point in the game where Kobe had to yell at Andrew as they were running down the court. Let it go. Get in the game. Get your head in the game, sir. Okay. I love the passion. That's awesome. But how about putting that passion towards the game, not the refs? It seems like Andrew never, ever in his life has made a foul. Because every time he gets called on something, he's always incredulous and argumentative. It's like, and this, this, this in fairness, this is not an, only an Andrew thing. I think every, everybody on the team, I think Kobe is one of the worst ones about that. You don't have to argue every single call. And you definitely don't do it while the play is going on. Just forget it. Get your butt down the court. 
and set up. If you have a chance, after play has stopped, you have the ref right there when you're walking back, you want to like maybe check in or something. If you can do it in a positive way, okay, cool. But not while in ga during gameplay. That that's uh, it's so frustrating to me when they do that. It's it makes them come across as like whining whiny babies, you know. Do do refs get every call right? No, they don't. Of course not. They're human. The game moves so fast. It's impossible to get everything right. Do they get most of it right? Yeah, I think they do. I I may be in the minority on this, but I think the refs do a really good job. And I think they really, really try to do the best job that they can, and I think they are really skilled at it, and I think they do a really great job. Now, they, they don't always get everything right. Sometimes the Lakers don't get calls that they should have. You know what? Other times, in the same games, and in every single game, including this game, sometimes Lakers get calls that they shouldn't have gotten. You know, it goes it goes both ways. You get stuff called on you, and then you get away with stuff. So it, it evens out. So quit bitching about the refs and play the game. That's my wish for this next game. Gosh, that would be so great. But, you know, there it is. So anyway, the good thing about Andrew is that he had he was passionate. He showed some passion in the game in that moment. That's good. Too bad the passion was toward fighting a referee and not rebounding. But, you know, there you go. Uh, now, Denver, I, I thought Denver played great. I knew they were going to play great. I think everybody knew they were going to play great. I've been saying all along that Denver is a good team. They're a quality team. They were the highest scoring team in the league this year. They were, they were down 0-2. They're going back home. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that they were going to come out with their best effort of the year and, and run and gun and play so much better. And, and that's exactly what they did. You know, and, and I got to give it to uh, give it up to Kenneth Farad. That, that kid was amazing. He was really, really impressive. I mean, I thought he, he's been playing great the whole series, I thought. And um, I guess he hasn't been having that much playing time throughout the year, but he's getting it now, and I think he's really, really earning it. I mean, kind of like Jordan Hill is doing for us, except he's much more effective for Denver. He's he's everywhere, man. He's he's doing a fabulous job for them. So wanted to give give some props out to him. Um, the one thing about Denver that scares me, that really scares me, is JaVale McGee's mom. She scares me. Man, they show her on the sidelines, and man, I, I want to run in the other room. I am, I am waiting for the moment where she is, she is going to get so upset, she's going to run on the court, steal the ball, and stuff it right in everybody's face. It's, 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 that, that, that lady is, uh, 